the Tom Flowers Cricket Coaching Podcast, brought to you by Bespoke Cricket, Rutland's premium cricket brand. For the best bats, pads and gloves, check out bespoke-cricket.co.uk. Here's what's coming up on the podcast. And he said top players know when to take a game away from the opposition. Let's not attribute everything to the new coach and this new management team. I think there's a, there's a way to go yet before we can truly judge England's test cricket. I just think it was one of them momentum shifts that when something like that's happening, a collapse, it's hard to stop there and then. You're there as a coach for a reason. Don't be afraid to focus and nail down the basics. You're not patronising guys by reminding them of that. And if we're going to be here, we might as well do it properly. Now, on with the podcast. Guys, welcome. Hope everyone's had a great week. Um, how else can we start today's podcast other than referencing the latest Test Match England-New Zealand? What an unbelievable Test Match. I put a post on my Facebook. Um, phenomenal from Johnny Bairstow. And I don't think there's any words or superlatives to describe him during the Test. I think the innings he played was nothing short of astounding. Because for those supporters, it's one thing understanding how a one-day game can be changed. And you can change the tempo of that or you can turn a game on its head but to do that at test level with the constraints and the level of performers you're coming up against to do it at test level is outstanding and and the way Bearstow and Stokes read that game after tea and sort of took the game to the opposition I think that's what one of the things that one of my early early coaches at Leicester I've known Kyle Crow who's currently he's worked in the IPL he's, he's a very very good coach um, one of the things I remember he always said to me was about taking the game and he said top players know when to take a game away from the opposition. Um, he says it's about recognising that moment and then going through with it. And I guess it's when your classic orthodox game plan goes out the window and you identify a moment where a game's there for the taking and then putting it into practice and executing it. So I do think that the way they played during that run chase at Trent Bridge for all youngsters watching how to, to, to change momentum of a game and that was an extreme example but identifying a moment where actually the game is there for the taking I think is is, is a huge learning curve for, for all, all players and so from a coach's point of view I think that's the thing you'd be picking out there was the way momentum shifted. Today's episode I just want to talk a little bit more about the test match and a bit a few of the comments that were thrown around during the test from a coach's perspective. I'd then like to look at coaching adults today as a theme later on and hopefully give any coaches listening an idea of how to go about approaching your adult sessions, uh, seniors, I call it coaching senior sessions, a little bit more constructively and things that you can do and Tom's top tip of the week so you can take something away hopefully from today as well amongst a few other things we throw in. So let's get going. Okay, so what we're hearing around now is our oh, brilliant, positive New England and the shackles are off, and which is great. And I think that there is no doubt that McCullum, um, they keep talking about New Era and it's like a different side. And yeah, I'm, I'm no doubt things have changed. Players perhaps maybe seem more relaxed. But one thing I would say is, is that let's not forget it's not no different to, um, we see it a lot more in football with the manager turnover and management turnover, but let's not get too excited in the fact that it's often, we often see as supporters, as fans, instant reactions from players when there's a change of personnel in the management. I think that it's all too easy for us to attribute winning a couple of tests to the fact that it's a new era and it's all down to the fact that McCullum's coming. The reality is, 
other than a few one percenters, there's not a lot of impact I don't think that you can have instantaneously on the cricketing side of, of the players. I think that mindset wise and the approach and the way he wants the guys to, to play and the the feel of the camp, I think there's a there's something that he can have big influence on. And I think that we just need to be mindful that this positive, new positive England, you know, the shackles are off, it's the McCullum way, it's aggression 24-7. Yeah, that's great, but let's not also forget the fact that over the last 10, 15 years, there's been a clear shift going right back to sort of Kevin Peterson's era, I guess, and Flintoff of the game moving on, scoring over four and over in test cricket and this new aggressive brand of cricket we've seen and the tempo and and that's been around for quite a while um, you know Stokes at, at Headingley we've still seen heroics haven't we in the last few years not under the McCullum era so I think it's fantastic I think it's great that he started so well but I'd urge people not to sort of get carried away and certainly I think all this hype and the media are there to do that a lot of hype about it let's not attribute everything to the new coach and this new management team I think there's a there's a way to go yet before we can truly judge England's test cricket and I think it needs more than a couple of wins certainly to do that but look great start as a fan it's a brilliant direction we want to go in so really really chuffed the thing I want to talk about is that I've seen this series and, and, and I think it's something that where England lack in comparison to other countries and I think New Zealand is a great case study so I look at selection and you look at, we spoke about selection previously and you look at guys coming into the side and their ability to make an impact and one thing I think New Zealand have shown us with Daryl Mitchell who wasn't due I don't think to start the series um, Bracewell coming in these guys have not only come into the side, but they've performed almost instantaneously. And I think this instant impact is something that, as England, we we haven't really seen since the days of, you know, Strauss, I think, he got 100 on test debut, Jonathan Trott, Compton, Nick Compton, these guys. There was a, there was an era, Rob Key in his short, short international test career, um, there was a real period of time for England where Malam, there's another one, where guys coming into the side performed pretty much straight away. Adam Lythe, Gary Balance, I mean, I can reel them off. They came in and they scored big early on in their test career. If it's not in the first innings, I think a lot of these guys, first innings, first test match, they scored big runs. And that's something that the England of the last, I think, two or three years hasn't had. And that that's that doesn't help when you're bringing in new players and you're trying to get guys into the side. And it's that whole debate about if you're not picking guys when they're in form, picking players when they're in their form, then can you expect them to, if you're just picking them on potential or what they've done in the past, can you expect them to perform straight away coming into a team if they're not you know, performing regularly and scoring runs. I mean, I think it's fantastic that Ollie Pope got the runs he did. I think that he's been identified as one of the, technically one of the best players we've got, but I think there are question marks there about his consistency and his ability to, to make that impact at test level. But one thing I do think that, that we still need to look at as an England team going forward is how can we get these players performing and making an instant impact at test level? So they should be playing their best cricket at the top of their game when they come into the test team, in my opinion, not what we've seen with Crawley and a little bit with Pope, almost learning their trade on the job. 
I think there's a lot of learning that is going to go on at test level, but I do think that I'm looking at, as I say, the the impacts that the the test nations, and I gave you two examples there from New Zealand, these guys are making coming straight into the side and performing. And it's something that the last time we had a, a top, top test team, in my opinion, is something that guys were able to do that were stepping into the side, performing straight away. So a bit of food for thought there, I think. Um, a couple of little things I'd like to cover. Um, we've had some sad news this last uh, week, 10 days. Um, good friend of mine, Harry Gurney, um, who co-owns a pub with Stuart Broad in Edge of Leicestershire, Nottinghamshire, Tap and Run, I believe, sadly burnt down overnight. And it was actually during the test match. I know Stuart Broad got interviewed about it, but just wanted to send our condolences to, to Harry and his team. I sent him a message and pretty much said, if you can get through a business through COVID as he did with the restaurant business, um, then overcoming this should be a breeze. And, and I honestly meant that. I didn't mean that in a in a flamboyant way off the you know off the cuff. But I was just saying that you know the strength of character he's got and the, the skill set he's got to to drag his team through that. We wish him all the best. So Harry, hope things get better. And, and you recover and you back to business ASAP, buddy. You deserve it. Right, Leicestershire. Well, well, well. What what can we say? We, you know, um, we're in a position 10 days ago where we looked like we were going to beat Nottinghamshire. 4.50 in the first innings, I believe. We then lost nine innings to get bowled out for 99 second innings. It was extremely disappointing. A lot of um, negativity being splashed around the social media and the reaction and understandably I think that's what frustrates the supporters certainly I've picked up is that when a team can perform so well and yet then perform so poorly in the base of a couple of days is it's amazing really I don't think the conditions change that much I just think it was one of them momentum shifts that when something like that's happening a collapse it's hard to stop there and then and the time is a blur and but then before you know it you're rolled out for 99 but on the positive they have won their last three T20s back-to-back games they beat Durham this weekend which was on Sky which was great for the county and they also beat Notts again last night so I do think that that's a huge um, positive and I think they've put themselves into contention now for Slim chance of qualification as well. So we wish Nico and the boys there well with the T20 campaign. It'd be great if Leicestershire could get through these group stages. So best of luck, boys. Finally, a big well done to Ben, who coaches for us. The England disability team beat um, the Lord Taverners um, at New Road last week. That's fantastic for Ben to um, get that win under his belt and a great experience for him to be coaching at a first-class ground. Um, so, Ben, well done to you, buddy, for that. So, coaching adults, and by that I mean coaching senior cricketers, males, females, etc. There's, there's a different feel, I think, when coaching adult teams. And I think the first thing that I'd like to get over to any coaches listening today is that you're there as a coach for a reason, and that's because, hopefully, these guys want to learn, they want to be coached, and there's a need for it. Um, and secondly, because they they rate you as a coach, and that's why they've asked you to do it. So, I think from a start point, in, in your own head, get them two things clear and I think that you go with the right frame of mind key points for an adult coaching session structure give the guy some structure they want structure you're there to help coach the session they it's amazing that sometimes because we're coaching other men women adults whatever we sort of presume that they already know the basic things and actually when it comes to structuring your own practice a lot of these guys and girls they they can't structure their own practice hence why they need the coach almost more than perhaps think they do and the better players at, at club level certainly are you know will set their own targets the goals before they have a bat before they have a bowl but 
the majority of players, they sort of go through the motions and, you know, there's no real intent, focus. So don't be afraid as a coach, I think, to get um, players thinking a little bit more, to encourage them to, to have that little structure in place. And it might be something as simple as, you know, before they go out to bat in the net, quick one, pull them aside, what's your aims today then? And they might just look at you blankly to start with and then prompt them a little bit, you know, well, what do you mean? Uh, well, what would you like to get out of today's net? Um, is there anything you want me to keep an eye on for you? You know, is there any particular areas you want want to try and improve? And I think that having that little focus on the, with the player and getting them to have that dialogue with you before they enter a net situation, for example, is invaluable. And it just focuses them a little bit more uh, on that session. So structure, focus. Next thing I want to touch on is rapport. Now, a big thing with my coaching is I think that if you can develop a rapport with players and you can get onto their level and you can make it fun, but also challenging. And don't be afraid to challenge the guys. You know, I think that so many sessions, we, we're afraid sometimes to push players for fear maybe of the response you're likely to get. But actually, 99 times out of 100, guys that I've challenged in the past will often respond by raising their game as opposed to the the other option, which is saying, no, two fingers, that's it, I'm not, not doing it. So I think try and push players, try and challenge them, try and take them out of their comfort zones. Um, and if that's done with a rapport between you and the player and it's a bit of light-hearted banter and it can be done the right sort of way, I find that's the most effective way to get players on side. And finally, don't be afraid to coach the basics. Okay, and Most adults are not looking for that miracle formula. Often, it's the real basic things. Head position slightly, maybe. Maybe they even just noticed something about a pre-movement. Maybe they're just not relaxed. Maybe they're not watching the ball. Maybe bowlers are not running through the crease enough. Okay, Maybe a bowler's just getting lazy with his front arm. Maybe this run-up's different every time, you know, they've not actually marked the run about properly. Don't be afraid to focus and nail down the basics. You're not patronising guys by reminding them of that. And often, something that's so simple to you as the coach might be their golden nugget that sorts, you know, the key to their the, the problem they think they've got in their head. So give them help, give them support, but don't be afraid to mention the basics. You're not, you're not doing anyone any favours by complicating something that need, needn't be complicated. So my top tip for this week, Tom's top tip, is how to pitch an introduction to an adult session. So if I go and coach an adult team for the first time, this would be my opening line. Guys, welcome. My name's Tom Flowers. Good to meet you all. I've been asked by whatever club to come in and give you guys some support. Before we start, I'm not here to tell you what to do. Okay, so I'm not going to tell you how to change your game, how to play a cover drive differently, or you should be doing this, or you shouldn't be holding the ball like that. That's not what I'm here to do. Okay, so I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to see if the way you go about things in your practice can be improved. And as a result, if you're practicing smarter and doing things a little bit different, perhaps we'll see an increase in the output in the way you perform. And if you pitch it like that, you tell me a player who's going to turn around and go, not listen to them. I don't need coaching, don't want it. Okay. Now you always can get guys who don't engage, who think they know it, that's fine, that's their agenda. But actually, I go in level four coach, well I think I've got a little bit to offer you guys. And be confident, and I say look, you know, I'm not gonna come around to everybody all night and dropping, you know, but, but I am here, 
I am here to help, so please do ask me questions. I love being asked questions. Pick my brains while I'm here. Take advantage. Okay? But maybe if you start tonight with an open mind and you come into it with an, with an open mind, then maybe we might get 3 4% better output. And who knows? When you're looking at this currency of runs, that might be an extra 40, 50 runs for the year just by doing something slightly different. So again, I like to get them to realise the currency that they're working, which is runs and wickets. Same way footballers work with goals. And if you can relate it to that and the practice, just tinkering it slightly. And finally, I just sort of say, look, for those guys who who don't want to engage, absolutely, you know, that's your choice. All I'd ask is, is that whatever practice you decide to do, and because some clubs you do get guys who do just aren't interested, and that's fine, but please don't disrupt the, the other guys who do want to engage and, and, and buy into the session we're trying to run. We presume that you're here, and this is my final final line I say, I presume that you're here to practice for an hour and a half, two hours, because you want to improve your cricket. So why not let's do it properly for one and a half, two hours? If we're going to be here, we might as well do it properly. And encapsulating all that and pitching it that way, you tend to get a decent response from players. Hopefully that's really useful for you guys. Look, thanks ever so much for joining us today. A short, sharp podcast for you all. We'll catch you next week for the next episode of the TFCC podcast. Guys, have a great week and go well. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to leave us a review and follow us so you never miss an episode.